Hello everyone, this is Trevor. I'm joined here by Logan, and this is going to be our post-week 10 discussion of the Detroit Lions, pretty much going over the start of their uh, 2023 NFL season, going over stats, storylines, uh, team news, some new acquisitions as well. Um, you know, haven't done a Lions episode in a little bit. I, I don't know why. It's mainly just been because we kind of cover everything in the weekly mm-hmm. NFL episode, so make sure you guys tune into that and make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, at Tea Time Reports, uh, pretty much any platform you can think of, we're on it. So all that support is greatly appreciated. But uh, Logan, I want to thank you for hopping on this episode. I know you had a long shift, uh, kind, of, kind of a lot of bot issues as well. Uh, the good thing about sports is that we can kind of uh, zone out of that bot shit and uh, talk about cool shit, if you will. And what's pretty cool is the Detroit Lions are having the best start to a season they've ever had. They're 7-2. and two. Things are looking very nice, especially after the Week 10 win over the Los Angeles Chargers, which we will get into that game for sure in the weekly NFL episode that we do. Make sure, again, you tune into that. But that game was special to me because the past two years, our offense has been great. It's been okay enough to put up those points, consistently be in shootouts, but we never really could get the win out of it. You know, it was always a blunder. It was, you know, a 63-yard fucking Justin Tucker field goal. It was a, you know, a, a Hail Mary. 66 yards. Yeah, 66. Record-breaking kick. Yeah. And it was just something deflating and defeating. And the Chargers, they have a lot of talent. They really do. They have a lot of big names, big players, superstar-esque guys, um, and really high-quality players. Very bad coaching, but this is a team you do not slouch on. And the Lions went into their house and didn't play a single down of defense. But you know what they did do? They scored 41 fucking points. And you know who won them the game besides the dual-headed rush attack with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, as well as the O-line that would literally make any sports fan gush Jared Goff. Uh, The throws he was making, I want you guys to legitimately go look up the highlights of this game. The throw to Amon Ra in triple coverage. Risky business for sure, but I I don't know many guys that can make that throw. I really really don't. He zipped it in to only where, right on the top right of his shoulder, in between two corners and a safety as he's midair. It was beautiful. You know, you just don't, you don't see that kind of technicality. Especially this year. Especially this year, as you said, because defenses got so good and offenses are taking a fucking hit. But, uh, like I said, the rush attack was deadly in the first half. But, you know, I can go over Jared Goff versus the Blitz against the Chargers. And this is something everyone shat on about his game. Um, you know, especially coming out of the Rams and stuff. He was 9 of 12, 131 yards, two touchdowns, and 149.7 Excuse me, 149.7 passer rating against the Blitz. This is Almost a team. Perfect. This is a team that has Joey Bosa, mm-hmm. Khalil Mack, good interior guys. They were stuffing some plays here and there, but against the run, they were doing nothing. Um, of course, the Chargers always had a bad run defense, always. But you know, the one touchdown to Amon Ra, that was a little short screen play. But the throw to Brock Wright, Brock Wright's second game ceiling touchdown yeah. in two years. Had one against the Jets where he ran like 80 yards. And this one was special to me because Jared layered the ball beautifully over two linebackers right where Brock got it. Just I knew it was over right there. And, of course, the Chargers came back, marched down on us, shot in our secondary. And you know what? 
We weren't worried. Fourth and one. Jared had to step back. <laughs> pressure in his God. face. Pressure in his face. Delivered the fourth down delivery throw to win the game to Sam Laporta, a tight end. A rookie tight end, for that matter, who has been playing like dog, like top two. But what were your thoughts on this game, Logan, in particular? Uh, just no defense at all from either team, honestly. But it doesn't matter when you have the man, the myth, the legend, Jared Goff at the helm. Uh-huh. He's earned that right. I mean, that, that run game is... I mean, I was just checking fantasy. Jameer Gibbs at 26 points and Div Montgomery at, tw- at 17 points. It's like, how, how, how do you support two running backs that well in an offense? We haven't seen an offense like that in a long time. I can support no. two backs like that. No. And when you do... You it opens s- up the pass game so much more. The play action? Yeah. I mean... Everything. And you said it perfectly. We haven't seen like something this efficient in a while. And Especially on the lines. A, ever. I don't think ever, bro. I mean, maybe yeah. early 90s, but they, Barry only, Sanders, yeah. they only have Even one... Even then, yeah. They like, only have one playoff win ever. Ever. In 60 years, bro. Like, they've had nothing, bro. And this is the first time we're seeing consistency. We saw a little bit of that towards the end of the season last year, and it's carried over. Mm-hmm. And you rarely and see that. Carried oh, yeah. over and, and, and stacked upon. I agree. And a lot of credit goes down to Dan Campbell, but especially and Ben Johnson. Yeah, and I, Ben Johnson as well. I think the GM for those rookies, oh. man. Like, Oh, Brad Holmes? Dude, what have I been saying, bro? Those rookies. This guy's the best GM in the league, in my personal he's opinion. He's up there for sure. Him and Howie. Oh, yeah. And maybe the Chiefs. Okay, I don't know what his name is, but he's up there with anybody for sure. With with his latest draft, studs are all across the board. Every single pick, almost not every pick, obviously, but this top four. Like, look at that top four. It was Gibbs, linebacker oh. Jack Campbell, yeah. Florida, and then Brian Branch, right? Brian Branch. Yeah. Look at those four. Like they're just all starters. Yeah, all starters. Making plays, good starters. Like it's one thing if you're, you know, a star. These are good starters making plays. You know. I will say. This was Jack Campbell's worst game. He had a... I think they'll probably hold defense. <laughs> no, 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 I agree. But, like, specifically, Brian Branch was making plays. He was around the ball. But he wasn't... I will not say that he did not blow a coverage or an assignment this game. It was mainly Jerry Jacobs. But another... And, obviously, Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton had a rough game. He's honestly had a rough year. Yeah. Of a rough signing. But veteracy, presence, I hope that's rubbing off on Brian Branch. But... Jack Campbell had his welcome to the NFL moment in this game. I don't know if you saw it, but mm-hmm. uh, Keenan Allen's stiff arm on him was nasty. Like he boy, he uh, little Keenan Allen. he little boyed him. He had a nice one hand catch too, didn't he? You know? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. dude, let me say that Justin Herbert played very well. Yeah. Lasers all over the field, diced up this defense. It just wasn't enough to win as usual because it comes down to coaching. And who's the better coach on that field? It's Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell is coach of the year this year. I, I'm not I'm not playing around. Might be. Last year Might he should have been, in my opinion. But this year... Tamar Sirianni, really. I, I Yeah, I, it could be. It, if, Sirianni, if it's not Sirianni, I guess... Dan Campbell. It, it's going to be Dan Campbell. But there was an argument for Sirianni last maybe year. maybe like D'Amico Ryans. It could be him. He's, him as well. he's yeah. jumped up. He has yeah. to. Um, but... I mean, this is another stat line that jumps out to me here, yeah. Logan, is Amon Ross St. Brown in the last four games, 39 receptions, 490 yards, two touchdowns, and 112.5 passer rating when targeted. That's better stats than any guys receiver on the season. <laughs> right, just that alone. By, by, by a lot. like In, in four games. <laughs> That's not good. But it also shows a little bit of genuinely, like, what he's able to do. Like, we saw... You know, Jared Goff have success with Brandon Cooks and 
even Robert Woods and Cooper Cup at his young age. Yeah, but like now, like he's actually being able to see maybe like what if he stayed with Cooper Cup? Now he's able to get a young guy like Cooper Cup esque with his technicalities that he can finally see through his full development and like legit merge with and have like that good chemistry and be like an all time duo. And I think they're shaping up to be that, bro. Like, yeah. They're putting up Probably numbers. Probably one of the best like, connections in the NFL. It is one of the best connections in the NFL, for sure. And it's because Amon Ross St. Brown is a sure-handed receiver. Goff, know, Goff can layer a ball and put put the ball on him. When he, and they, they, they're locked in. Like They know they know how to play with each other. They know when, when to throw the ball, when to run that route. They know. And you said it perfectly, I think, right there as well. You said they're locked in. Yeah. I don't think, you know, and, and I'm a... You know me, yeah, bro. I'm a Jared Goff guy. You know, I follow players in the league more than I follow teams. Like, if I love a player, if I like a player, like Sam Howell or even Desmond Ritter with his attempted comeback, <laughs> shout out to Desmond fucking Ritter. Um, but I, I, I've followed Jared Goff's career very closely, and I've never seen him play with this type of confidence. And I really do believe with any team, it starts with the quarterback, bro. Yeah. If he's playing at that level or with that kind of swagger, and this is Jared Goff type swagger, if you will, but. I mean, just look at the season he's having. It's shaping up very nicely. 14 touchdowns to 5 picks on the year. Um, 2,500 passing yards, an average of 7.7. Not as good of a touchdown to interception ratio as last year, but I don't think it matters. I don't think so. He only had had 7 picks last year. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) But I think he's pressing the ball downfield more now. Um, But... Yards per game, 278.6. He has, a, he has a career high right now with completion percentage, 68.4. So that's pretty good. Pretty damn good. It is. I mean, anything above 67% is... <laughs> you're, you're doing something right with the ball. And then rating is 99.1 as of right now. But I think he's having a good season. Anything oh. you wanted to say on Jared Goff's performance up to this point? It's just crazy to see him getting better and better every year. As a, what, eight-year vet now? This is season eight. Nine-year. No, no. Uh, eight, 20, eight, yeah, 2016. Yeah. He's 29 now, but yeah, eight years. You know, it's right. funny. Carson Wentz got signed to the Rams, yeah. a team that... I remember That's that long. I remember that draft that everyone's like, oh, why didn't we get fucking Carson? Because I was a big Rams fan. I'm like, I don't... Like, as of right now, I, I would take Jared. You know, right? Who knows, though? Who knows? You know, Carson with, with McVay... Who knows? He could revive his career, but in terms of right now, like I, I think we know who the better quarterback and then Goff is. Goff would have been with the Eagles. Probably been okay there. I mean, we don't know. That would have been a weird what if situation because yeah. that was a big hyped up one and two, low key. I remember that draft pretty pretty extensively. Eli Apple went number nine. Why to the Giants? Number ten to the Giants. Bro. Whoever it was. Who yeah, was, bro. Jerry Reese his last draft as a Giant. That was good, <laughs> right? Like, dude, if he did any more damage... Oh, yeah, then we got Gettleman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, no, 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 that was his second to last draft. It was Evan Ingram the next year. Then we fired him, and then Dave Gettleman came in and picked Saquon number two. In a quarterback-heavy draft class. He was running back, number two overall. <laughs> I mean, Saquon's Great a player, dog. Yeah. yeah. A dog, but maybe not the Giants needed. Um, but I didn't let you kind of finish, but, like, based on the season, you said he keeps getting better and better, but, like, anything we can improve upon... Anything that you see that's like, you know, blatantly, obviously, like bad or no? Maybe I, good? I think this is. I'm not gonna say Goff's peak, but I think this is like he's in his prime. 
He's definitely in his prime right now. Like yes, last year, this year, he's in his prime right now. Do for you sure. do you think that he's the type of quarterback to be able to sustainably oh, play? Oh yeah, he's gonna have longevity. You think he'll play like? Not, I'm not saying anything along the lines as if I'm comparing like him 40s, to Tom Brady. Yeah, like 35, but 36, you, 37. Yeah, why not? Do you think he could put up a 20-year career? I don't. I don't say that. I mean, like, that's a stretch for any player. But like, when you think about it, like depends on injury. True. You know, of course, that takes care of his body. And, True. Stuff like that, but the Lions have a good foundation around them. Great O-line, great weapons. I mean, it, anything's possible. And I asked you this off mic earlier today, uh, but, you know, con- uh, contract extension rumors and numbers are flying around there if he continues, obviously, this he deserves season. It. No, he earned it, for sure. Um, this offseason, he's, he's getting one. He has to. And there's rumors, and we talked about the... You know, this five-year potential $210 million contract extension, $168, $170 million would be guaranteed in this uh, scenario. Again, this is all hypothetical, but this is like a rough estimate for, you know, his his market value in a sense. That would be $42 million a year. That's a steal for a quarterback like him nowadays. Steal. I think think he would even take a a lower contract. I I really do to feel the better. I think he's like that type of guy, like a... Tom Brady did that. Yeah, Tom Brady did that to field a better defense, field a better players. Line, yeah. You know, and I think that's a smart move, especially if you're trying to be successful. And I think it is. Yeah. I think Jared is in that mindset now. You know, even then, like I think forty-two million. Like you know, if it is five year two ten, even even forty-two million is pretty generous for him. Generous, like, yeah. He's a guy that could get 46, 47, 48, 50 even honestly. Most likely. You look I, at you look at what you know Burrow and. Herbert and Hurts all this guy, I mean, he probably deserves just as much as them, if not, I don't say more. I mean, it's always the next guy that gets the more, but... He could set 42, the market. 42 is yeah. like nothing compared to that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're right. That, that that's, a, that's a bargain for him. Yeah. It is probably a generous contract for the team still that way as well. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it, I know this because of the Daniel Jones slander with his contract. It wouldn't be a $42 million cap hit. It'll be bonuses and extend, and then, of course, eventually it'll be big cap hit, 37, 30, 40 million. But yeah, that's in like the fifth, fourth year. Exactly. But that's a bargain for him, 42 million per season annually. That's a that's great deal for him. Safe playing player, you know, at least isn't much of like a, a risk taker for his body. I think he, uh, his career could go under, like, under the same path as someone like Matt Ryan. Like, you know, that he. He won't start breaking down until the team around him is breaking down, if it ever happens, and until you get to age 37, 38. That's when you start seeing that, okay, this you know, is an old man. You know, you what know I'm who said that he was a poor man's Matt Ryan? It was On someone, Thursday it was Night someone. Football, it was Ryan it was Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, yeah. And Jared, who the fuck is he to talk about? Like, he's Jared, better than he's ever been. Jared came over after the game, and, uh, you know, he, he had some words for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he talked his shit, and... You know, Sherman and Andrew Whitworth were right next to him and hyping him up after because they just beat the Packers. But, no, the confidence level is there. I agree. I think you're right, though. Like, the Matt Ryan comparison in terms of career is accurate. He could, you know, put up those solid numbers for, you know, this team. Definitely, you know, interesting that it's his second team and he's playing the best ball of his career kind of late into his 20s, early into his 30s now. But it's definitely a, a strange... You know, kind of like Alex Smith type career. I don't want to compare him to anyone because he's genuinely his own, his own player. player. Yep, his own yeah. path, really. And it's it's interesting to see because, like, as a Sam Bradford fan go- growing up, 
I just was so used to, oh, fuck. You know, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit, that's his Achilles. It's, oh, it's fuck. almost like when you give a quarterback time to learn the game and time to fucking, and give him stuff around him, they can play well. Patience. Patience and talent. And hope. <laughs> and faith and confidence. In terms of Jared Goff coming up an MVP caliber season. Like. And it, that's exactly what it was. Because when he got dumped off from L.A., you know who else left after that Super Bowl? Brad Holmes. You know who's like, oh, you know, God, you know who I could start a fucking team around? You know who, I, you know, if it doesn't yeah, turn out well, to. I could just toss him or you know to the side. The contract's almost done. Mm-hmm. It's Jared Goff. But if he plays well, number one overall pick, I, I drafted him. He's my guy. Bring over Josh Reynolds. Bring over some other pieces. Fuck it. See how it turns out. If not, they, they had, what, a fucking second overall pick when they got you, you saw how many chances they had to get a quarterback. Plenty and of chances. T- so many times I was scared that Jared was done. I was scared. I was like, oh, fuck. I remember during the 20, last year's draft, Kenny Pickett's draft, I remember saying, like, early in the draft process, I was like, what if they take Malik Willis at number two? And I was like... Freezing cold take. <laughs> freezing cold. Well, as of now, yeah, but dude, if he... If they took a quarterback, you know, I feel like it would have been a mistake. Cause it, yeah, I mean, clearly, yeah. This, Goff's, uh, Goff's a guy there. He's their guy. It's turned into maybe his offense. It is, no, with, for sure. With Ben Johnson, of oh, course. Oh, for sure. But um, getting into some other players, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs with a doublehead rush attack. Um, David Montgomery, over 500 rushing yards already on the season. He missed two games with that rib injury. Averaging 4.7 a carry. A long of 75, which we just saw this last week, which is a crazy run. Uh, two big plays, technically. Seven total touchdowns already. 83.5, uh, 83.5 yards per game. Literally just doing what Jamal Williams did last year, but better. Way better. In terms of stretching the field, yes. The touchdowns production, no, yeah. no, one, no one's going to replace yeah. that season. Um, but he's having a great year. The impact he's had, he's a... He's legitimately just that power back that can get that five yards, you know, especially in the red zone. You give it to him. But Jameer Gibbs the past couple weeks has been getting more and more carries. He has 90 carries on the season, a little less than 480 yard, uh, rushing yards on the season. Averaging 5.3 yards per carry as a rookie is very fucking good. Um, a long of 35, five big plays. And four touchdowns on the year, averaging 68 rushing yards a game. They might have two 1,000-yard rushers. <laughs> At this pace, they might, bro. And you have to also take into account Craig Reynolds is a solid... That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at this little stat sheet you have over here. Like, you look at the yards per carries for each back. Montgomery's 4.7. Gibbs, 5.3. Craig Reynolds, 4.4. That's elite. Like, not elite, but anything above four is great, like, yards per carry. And the fact that they have 4.7, 5.3, that's elite numbers. So you have three backs over four, four, five, four backs. Because Zonovan Knight, I know it's three carries, but four point three yards per carry. Like it, four back, I mean, we'll say three, but three backs with over four yards per carry. That's 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 elite. That is good. It's 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 a testament to coaching, but and the, the offensive line, the O line, yeah. bro, and that's where it's we've really had their injuries. Like, bro, we've only had a hundred percent starting. Ragnar's been hurt, right? Yeah, but he was yeah. he was back. This was yeah. our second game of the season where we had our O line at a hundred percent. Second game, but our depth is so elite. Frank Haley, our O-line coach, deserves... Hank Fraley. Hank Fraley. Hank Fraley. Excuse me. (laughs) Um, But he deserves praise beyond recognition. He's going to be the Giants offensive coordinator or something. Bro, he he deserves a title bigger than what he has, but I know him and Dan Campbell are legitimately boys, 
Um, they're beer drinking Americans for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but that O line, I mean, I, I told you this after, I think it was yesterday. I'm like, yo, Logan, you see the Lions game? And you're like, I sure did. I didn't fucking miss it. And I'm like, you see what Jared got? Who, who Jared Goff celebrated with immediately after the win? And you guessed. Uh, first, you guessed Jameson Williams. Second, you guessed uh, Amon Ra or something. And then third, you third you guessed Dan Skipper. <laughs> I did. No, Dan Skipper was the second one. He was and, the second one. And then I'm like, you're goddamn right. It was Dan fucking Skipper. He came in in a couple reps, and he he was the pulling guard. That man is a big mofo, and that's just Dan Skipper. You know, <laughs> Shit, he'd be a starter on the Giants, bro. He just bro. <laughs> he'd probably suck. All of our all of our backups deserve to be starters. Like, gee, shit, Dan Skipper's good, bro. Like, our backup O-line, like, Vitae, uh, even our fifth rounder, uh, uh, Porzdal, he played good. Our, our, right guard, our excuse me, right guard, very and, solid. And that's just a testament that you have guys that can come in off the street, really, and perform for them. That, that's a testament to the scheme, the coaching, just everything. It's just, and me as a Giants fan, I, I see just the, the poorest fucking O-line play in the NFL, and I, I just see the difference when I watch the Lions. It, it's coaching. It's a, it's a, it's a blocking scheme. It's, it's coaching. Like, and that's the, that's one thing that matters so much. And Hank Fraley, he's got some, he's got some going there. Couple, and couple, maybe have a couple beer, uh, beer drinking nights with the, with the, with the boys every now and then. I don't, I don't I want to have a beer with Hank Fraley. I do too. Like, I, I, I want to have a Miller Lite with Hank Fraley. But uh, no, you're right though. It does. It's a testament to coaching and putting your players in the best position also, for them to I succeed. I think the quarterback too. You know, like having a quarterback that's smart with the ball can be decisive. We're seeing it with C.J. Stroud getting the ball out quick, decisively, accurately. Jerry Goff does that. Line. Yeah, I mean, making the right reads fast enough, getting you from your first read to your second to your third, back to your first, whatever. You know, understanding the defense, football yep. IQ. Um, but getting to some receiving stats up to this point. This is these are all post week uh, ten stats, by the way, everyone. Just to preface that, but Amon Ross St. Brown. 65 receptions, 87 targets, 821 yards, an average of 12.6 a catch, four touchdowns, a long of 46, 12 big plays, um, and he has 312 yards of yak. So that's that. That's a really good Pretty season good, for yeah. him at this point. He's definitely eclipsing a thousand yards. Oh yeah, probably gonna have 1400, 1500. 1600, 1500. Like that. I'm looking at these numbers and the ball gets spread around. Yeah. It really does, bro. Sam Laporta, our lead, our second crazy. leading He's receiver. He's your second leading receiver. That's crazy. 47 catches, 64 targets, 474 yards, 10.1 point, uh, per catch, 4 touchdowns, 45 long. Four from a tight end. 4 big oh plays. God, 1,000 yards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And Amon Ra is averaging over 100 yards a game. Sam Laporta is averaging over 50 yards a game. Josh Reynolds is our third leading receiver. But he's having a low-key... All right, year two for what he's being asked to do, bro. He has fourteen big plays. Those are wow. big plays over twenty yards. Wow, more than Amon Ra. Yeah, he has thirty-five wow. uh, targets, twenty-four catches, four hundred twelve yards, seventeen point two average per catch. That's insane. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then Khalif Raymond, obviously a, a really rotational player. He's yeah. a good speedster. Um, twenty catches, twenty-seven targets, two hundred seventy-seven yards, thirteen point nine per catch, a touchdown, forty-one long, five big plays. Jameer up the backfield. Jameer Gibbs with yeah. 31 catches, 38 targets, 200 receiving yards, no 6.5 average. Yeah, no, no, two big plays, nothing crazy. Someone, but someone good, good, good receiving ability though. Versatility. You know? yeah. 
And then Jamison Williams, who a guy, I, I want to talk about him for just a brief second. Let's read his stats real quick. Only eight <laughs> catches. Five seven. games. Five games, we'll say that first. Yeah, five games, eight catches, 17 targets, 89 yards, 11.1 per catch, which is good. Um, but one Not tu- what you want from him, though. One touchdown, uh, 45 long, which was that play on the Bucks. Really good adjustment. He has the ability. He has everything that you want out of a receiver. Uh, but just, we're, we're not seeing... His value. 12th overall pick. No. And he has all of the talent for a 12th overall pick. He literally has, like, the speed, the adjustability. He just does not, in my opinion, have awareness completely. Sometimes he does drop. He's had some drops. He he has... He, I'm not going to lie. He has had some drops. He's had about four drops this year. He's an unfinished project, for sure. And I think, you know, Brad Holmes shown he's patient with Jared Goff. He's going to be he, patient with him, too. He's going to be patient with J- James because he sees the potential with him. But oh, he's, there's loads of potential. There's just not a lot the reason of... reason why he was picked so high. There's just not a lot of, like, tape out there to prove that yeah. point. Because, like, he's had... Every time he touched the ball, it's really something good. But it's been rough to see him go out there and, you know, fail and a route or drop a pass. And, he kind of doesn't... I'm not going to say he doesn't fit in the offense because, you know... Uh, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, right? Yeah, Ben, ben Johnson. Johnson he, yeah. he can drop anybody into his offense, but I just don't know if he really fits with Goff. You know, that's what I think as well. Like, I don't know if he's a Jared Goff guy. I don't think Goff's Goff... ever had speedsters mm. like that. You know, never had success with them, bro. He played a cow. Like, not many speedsters are coming out of Cal, bro. I mean, and even, even with a, the Rams. No, I mean, Brandon Cooks kind of, but, but even then, not he's really. He's more than just a speedster. Yeah. At, at that point in his career, he was. He was just a good all-around receiver. I agree. So, it, I mean, Jameis is not Jameson is not just a speedster as well. He has all the talent in the world, but he's so not, fast. Not put it all together yet, you know. Just and need some time to to learn. I agree. Behind, like I'm on Raw, not behind him, but with I'm on Raw. I agree with you with the point where like you're you said you don't think that him and Goff have clicked. I agree with that. I don't think that they're on the same page yet, and you see it. Uh, Jameson is not on the same page. Not that the Jameson's not on the same page as May- everyone else. Yeah, maybe it's that, but it's also like sometimes I noticed Goff doesn't look at him in time because he's just so fucking fast. He's already almost done his. And round. like he's he's gonna look at Amon Ra or Laporta or his guy Josh Reynolds. Like, oh yeah, look at those guys before. And you know, and we've seen Josh. Or Gabe's out the backfield. Yeah, look at them first, like. Because those are like legit system pieces that he's good with operating. And Jamison Williams, I don't think that Jared Goff's ever had that luxury. Nor nor has the Lions ever had. Besides Calvin Johnson being a, a mega freak. But speed-wise, besides Barry Sanders, they've never had some guy like this with this much potential and talent. Um, just besides those guys I've named. They've had good players here and there. Don't forget Stafford. Don't forget those guys. But like when it, in terms of a Nate skill Rosen. position... <laughs> Nate Burns, a skill position player. This guy is a one-on-one athlete. I don't think people realize that he is. Ins- if you do not run a four-two flat as a corner, you better back the fuck up. Like I'm, I'm not even kidding. He is that fast. Yeah. He is that fast, and you see it. You see it on the field. You see it on like through the fucking TV. It's like holy shit. But it's just they're not. They're not like okay. I have to take my five-step drop. I need to look for him right there because he's there. Jared, like you said, he's going to look for Amon Ra. Because Amon Ra's going to... slot. He's going to be open on that yeah. crosser. And he's going to beat his guy. Route, exactly. corner route. Or Laporta. Laporta down, down the seam. Yeah. 
Or on a flat route, and he's going to go break two tackles. Right. Or, or fucking Jamison out the, like, on a drag at the backfield. Something like that. Flair, whatever you want to call it. And, like, that's never a bad thing. No, but you no. want to see more production out of him. And he would transform his offense even more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they unlock that, that's, that's, that's going to be deadly. Especially if they just keep getting more game time. And that's what he needs. And especially if they get hot, if there's some kind of resurgence, a big game for Jamison. I'm talking a statement game before playoff time. There could be something there that could be dangerous for the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like we will not see a shutout like we saw against the Ravens for the rest of the year. And I don't think we will. We have a very relatively easy schedule. Um, but, you know, if we unlock Jameson Williams, that's a different animal, in my opinion, like you talked about. Um, but Brock Wright, I want to talk about him real quick because he did have that game ceiling touchdown. Notre Dame guy, uh, been with the Notre team for Dame three white, years. Yeah, he, he, he is a white man. White man. He is a, he is a yeah. white tight end. They breed them. They, know, the offensive linemen, the tight ends, they breed them. No, Michael no. Mayer, remember him? He's from Notre Dame too. He actually had a nice game and, and white we'll, tight ends and white. Well, yeah, he did a nice game. Yeah. And you know, unless you're a white tight end like Foster Moreau, uh, <laughs> who drops that game ceiling TD. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna have to say it's no, the Bucks, but, right? Uh, was it a was it the Bucks or was it? It was Thursday night, I think. It was the Saints versus somebody. Saints versus no, it wasn't the Bucks. It may have been the Raiders. It might have been. I think yeah. it was the Raiders, bro. But this was when like they barely won with Jimmy G. They won that game. The Raiders did because Foster Moreau dropped that touchdown. Even the employee in the back was like, "Fuck." I mean, yeah, you gotta be. And you know, props to him for recovering from what he recovered from. No, they haven't played a. They haven't played the Raiders this year. Who'd they play then? That it was Jacksonville. Okay. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah, that's who yeah. It was. I was thinking about you know one of those teams, um, but no, that was a yeah. Speaking of you know white tight ends, <laughs> Sam Laporta has had a fucking phenomenal impact on uh, when you actually break it down. Though that's the one position that the white guys, you know, they're still doing good at. You know, Bro, and what's crazy about Laporta? We kind of like called him having an impact. Like, oh yeah, no. Listen did, to our did they receipts. Uh, in the they did right in the second round, yeah. So I, I was saying, I was like, they're trading up for this guy. He's gonna be a part of their offense, like, and is Iowa tight end. Like Iowa tight ends are good. Like if there's ever a tight end coming up for Iowa, that's gonna be a good player. I, there's I, receipts: Hawkinson, um, uh, uh, Kittle, Laporta. Like there's like, if they're coming out of Iowa, it's gonna be I mean, no offense, all right, but yeah, more 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 like no offense, like solid tight end. Like, he is anything crazy, but. He's definitely a guy you would, would pick up. Yeah, but he's he just flew under the radar because obviously you know you had Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer in this draft. I remember when they draft the Lions drafted Sam Laporta. People were, were like making fun of it. You well like they were, but you, same, you, straight up, you straight up told me like yo this might be the best tight end in the league, like not yeah. in the league but in the in the draft. Excuse Did I say me. That? Yeah, no, we were at, we were moms. We were watching the draft and like we have the receipts. Go listen to our top one hundred player list and our you know draft episodes and. Those are quite popular, actually, in the top ten. But, I mean, we've talked about some of these players at length. I literally had Brian Branch going ten overall to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And he fell far, That's bro. That's the highest I ever had him, too. I, I think he was worth it. He slept on, bro. He fell oh, way yeah. too far. He should have been first-round pick. Yeah. Way too far. But, like, we talked about it. The rookie impact on this team has been insane. That Like, this, besides C.J. Stroud, this is going to be overshadowed by his performance. Is, but yeah, of course. their draft class has been... Like, phenomenal, all around. Phenomenal. One of the best we've seen in a long time. I, the first long four. Long time. Everyone's had an impact. I think I think uh, the nearest one in my memory is obviously the, the Jets last year with Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. But I, I was thinking more in the lines of Dak and 
Zeke. True. Like, that was, like... But then this, you look at this one, obviously, it's not the quarterback and running back. You know, flashy. But it's... it's Skill the, position. The, it's the tight end. It's the running... Obviously, the running back. We said that, but... It's not like Jameer's the featured three-down back like Zeke was. He's a guy that's just playing a, a role in an offense. He's a Swiss Army knife. Right. Um, but then you have... Uh, Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell, yeah, like he—he's not a guy that's gonna like flash on the screen, but he's gonna do things that go under the radar. Yeah, that's he's gonna be their Van Der Esch yeah. for a long time, like in a sense. We might have a career-ending neck injury, unfortunately. If you tell that Trent Williams video, we watched that earlier. Oh, dude, brief interval here. Trent Williams should be fined for that shit. And we watched the video. Game. Yeah, he like pile drive him. He pile drive him, him into, into someone's, someone's ribs. With Micah Parsons. And it's like it didn't hurt Micah because it was his padding, but bro, it. Bro, that was fucked, bro. I saw that and I'm like, bro, the man it's was dirty. Man had his back turned to him and he just piled around him. him. Literally, yeah, just that needs to be investigated. Yeah, that needs to be investigated, bro. But no, like I mean, getting back to the rookies, I mean, these guys have had a great impact. Even our fifth round right guard, to our you know wide receiver drafted in the seventh round, Antoine Antonio Green, excuse me, who's been a special teams guy. To to Chase Lucas, cornerback, sixth round sixth round draft pick last year, he's gotten some starts in like. Everyone is contributing. No no draft pick is wasted. Ever. Like with Brad Holmes. Like sometimes guys don't pan out. Don't get me he wrong. He gets used out of everybody. But he gets that production. That's the best GMs do. That's the best. That's how you win Super Bowls. It, it's it, not your first round picks that win you Super Bowls. It's not your second round picks. It's your fourth round picks. Your fifth round picks. Your, that's what wins Super Bowls. And Brad Holmes wants that ring. They got The Rams got it without him. They're, they're, what they got going there? They're scouts. They're scouting team. They're his, Brad Holmes' eye for talent. Knowing how... And, Obviously, his connection with Dan Campbell, knowing how a guy's going to fit into the team, how he's going to be used, what he's going to be used for, it's it's un, it's unbelievable. Like it's it's elite. Like it's 49ers esque. It's Eagles esque. Like, it's honestly like on par with them. Really, it's, it. I agree, but it's honestly it's its own thing. Though. It is. No, no, it's this, totally. Yeah. This team was, and still is, you know, not credible or, you know, haven't really achieved much. But in terms of like, the history of this team, it's shit. Like, turning around this franchise, like, I don't know how they were able to do it the way they did with the culture change, but you're right. They mend so well. The chemistry in the front office between From Dan Campbell. From top to bottom, it's... it's Everyone is fluently working in a well-oiled machine, mm-hmm. and it is running And it's going to be the, to the point where, you know, we saw this a little bit last year with Brad, with Brad Johnson, or Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, yeah. Yeah, Ben Johnson, yeah. Who's Brad Johnson? Brad Johnson is a quarterback yeah, that quarterback. won the Super Bowl with the Bucks yeah. with John Gruden. Um, yeah, with Ben Johnson, he has head coaching interviews, but the Lions are going to be a team that that guys are going to get poached from, like your coaching staff, your assistant GMs, your assistant scouts. We're at the point where they're that kind of a team where you're they're going to start poaching guys for sure, for sure. So it's going to suck you know, to replace them, but I think the Lions are will be able to replace them seamlessly. I think that we have the depth coaching wise, and you know, hopefully Dan has taken that time. Um, to kind of like develop guys. I think he probably has guys in mind. I, I, Obviously, he's locked in right now with the guys he has. But I think he knows. Okay, if this guy gets hired elsewhere. Frank Haley right here. I mean, Hank Fraley. Okay, I was about <laughs> to say Hank Fraley as well. But it's a, it's weird. It's it is weird. weird. Yeah. It's like you can mix it up once and it's fucked, bro. <laughs> but I, it's easy to mix it up. It is. But he can. Who be, is Frank Haley? I think it's a person. I I think so. Oh, that's the fucking. Uh, isn't that the coach of the Showboats, bro? No, that's Todd Haley. It's Todd. Dude, fuck the dude, the Haley names, bro. <laughs> ruining me, bro. Um, but he's not the coach of the show of us anymore. But I feel like we do have plenty of... Uh, 
No, there's not. Frank Haley's nobody. Hey, like, who, nobody. Who's Frank Haley? Like, bro, why do I think that there's a Frank Haley out there? I see a LinkedIn from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, so someone out there... And know, I see Frank Haley retired from North Palm Beach, Florida. So shout out to New Mexico and, and then Palm obituary Beach. of Frank Haley. <laughs> Dude, did I know? And then oh, an Instagram of Frank Haley. Maybe I'm following Frank Haley on <laughs> IG, bro. DM me, bro. Um, <laughs> but we, I feel like we do have the talent. Uh, Dan Campbell has that inspiration aspect to him because he's a born leader. I mean, I, I think teams need to take this recipe of former players being head coaches for real. coach. Like... Because not every not every former player, not like Frank Saturday, you know, guys like that. But Jeff Saturday, Jeff, dude, fuck, <laughs> like fuck, <laughs> the Frank's now dude, the Frank. No, dude, it's ruined, bro. But Jeff Saturday, guys that you know clearly are kind of just analysts. But go get those gritty guys that are inspired, full of passion. Just like find another Dan Campbell. There's plenty of guys out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Like passionate former players that love the game, love the players. Fucking the Raiders, Antonio Pierce. Look at exactly. Him. Two and zero. Two and zero. Look at the, the proof is in the pudding. And these guys know how to know how to coach because they know the game. What it's like to be a fucking player. Like they know what what they want. And they know how it should be done. And the players all fuck with Antonio Pierce and the Raiders. Like they fuck with him heavy. He I, needs, I, I fuck with that. Dude, tea time reports. Completely is behind him being the head coach for years to come. Maybe, maybe. Like, I think if he continues to prove himself, he should genuinely be there next year. Um, but no, you're right though. The Lions have had success the past couple years, especially with their coaching and scouting. And we're gonna lose guys. And yeah, I think it's sure. gonna be a testament to the front office to have that development ready to replace and be ready to go. But we didn't go over our defensive stats. Oh, yeah. Um, well, this is defense is all right. Good and bad games, but good and bad games. But Alex Anzalone, still worth. Yeah, I feel like he's having a good year. Tracy Walker is also kind of having a bounce back season after battling with injury. Um, and, and another guy I want to talk about is Kirby Joseph. He had a phenomenal second year, pick. Right? Second year, um, he's picked off some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, uh, Justin Herbert, with that beautiful pick. It was just a throwaway. And he goes up, grabs it, drops his weight, gets his thigh inbounds. It was beautiful. Um, and then Jack Campbell was getting some good tackles. Um, Derek Barnes also stepping up to the plate, making plays, literally starting for us, legitimately over uh, Jack Campbell some games and uh, over Malcolm Rodriguez, a guy that's definitely just become that third down guy, um, which I, I don't mind. Yeah, special that's teams what he's as well. Supposed to be. Yeah, but he. Fifth round pick. It was, was so fun to watch him start all, all every game and, last year. And you year. know, if something happens to Anzalone or uh, Derek, Barnes, Derek Barnes or Jack, Jack Campbell, Campbell, yeah, you know Rodriguez will come in seamlessly. He's a dog. Because he's linebacker four. Yeah. Derek Barnes is playing better than him, and he's honestly more of a physically gifted player. More of a vet, too. Yeah. And, and, and honestly. Right, he's a vet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And him, Jack Campbell, and Alex Anzalone, sometimes we do have that three-backer so underrated, stuff. like, underrated linebacking core. It is. It's not one that jumps off on the screen to you, you know? No. The names, at least. Like, but Jack Campbell was looked at as, like, the worst first-round pick. And I'll say he wasn't a great first-round pick. Like, the value for for what he's given is so-so. But he plays his role, and he's a good player. Nine games played, 24 solo tackles, 15 assisted tackles, one sack. Um... Five sack yards for, for loss. He has two TFLs, one pass deflection. He's not having a bad rookie year. Let me ask you this, though. So they got him pick 18, right? Uh, I believe it was 18 so or 16. What if they traded up two spots 
Because he went after Christian Gonzalez. What if they got Christian Gonzalez? The guy I think they should have got six, honestly. I'm fine with the Jameer and the Jameer pick, but would you have liked um, them to trade up a little bit and get Jack Campbell? I, I definitely would have liked a corner. I mean, I meant to... Fuck, fuck. Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah. I would have liked what names tonight. Well, we both are. Yeah, the names are killing us tonight. We apologize for that. <laughs> um, but I, I would have definitely appreciated a corner in the first round. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I believe the Brian Branch selection kind of made up for it. It did yeah. make up for it. But also, we did sign Emmanuel Mosley, who tore his ACL in his yeah. debut. We didn't expect that. And Cam Sutton, who's just been struggling. He's not meant to be CB one. He was, tr- he was going to be CB two. Emmanuel Mosley was going to be our cornerback one going into the season. Brian Branch was going to be our nickel and strong safety. With Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph taking that realm back there. But Jerry Jacobs, Will Harris, and some of those other guys would be handling the outside. But we you know, we, we struggled with injuries early on in the year. Which, we did. Yeah. Gardner Johnson, is he out for the year now? He's set, he tweeted out, time is ticking. Demon emoji. So we're expecting him I back. I think he's gotten hurt so many times. There's, there's a preseason one or the... Training camp one where they thought he tore his ACL and he didn't. It was then, yeah, it was a not it was a scare. Yeah, but and then this, and then this new one now. Like, well, dude, he actually that? finished that game with a torn pec. Really? That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, honestly, Brian Branch is probably better than him. Honestly, I think so, yeah. but I think we need him back. No, it would be nice to have CJ for sure. And we could have Brian Branch move probably up to cor- like the slot corner. Didn't he change his name, CJ? Uh, to CD Deuce. Yeah. Well. Whatever that means, I, whatever that he, <laughs> just yeah. But he's a personality, and honestly, he embodies the the culture. He's a shit talker. He loves to shit talk. And we need an enforcer, and he he gets that defense. And, uh, I think even, even on the sideline, he'll probably still be that energy guy. Yes. You know? yeah. Oh my god, he has been all year. He's been supporting the team. He's been a great leader. But that's not. He's not just a shit talker. He is a leader, bro. He actually he's a, dog. he's a voice. He's a dog for sure. And when you have a guy like that, that that means communication is going to be fucking emphasized. And that's what is kind of been missing in our secondary ever since he's been gone. Is that that extra guy who's like, get your fucking ass in line. Like just that's who he is. And we need that out there because Aaron Glenn is he's losing a little bit of control of this defense. And I want to talk about Aaron Glenn before I get back into some of these other players that I'd like to shout out, obviously. This is a guy who I called for his job last year. When we started out 1-6, and six, it looked like the 3-13-1. We nearly beat San Francisco in that first okay. season with Jared Goff. We nearly beat the Eagles, and these are both this week one openers. three of Dan Campbell? Yes. How, this, so how many years has Goff been with the Lions now? Three. Really? 3-13-1, and 9-8, and, wow. and now 7-2. Wow. This is longer. And I literally told everyone this. I'm like, if you look at Jared Goff's career, the third year in every system he's been in, at Cal, in the Rams... Now going into year three with the Lions has been his best year with all of those clubs. Statistically and success-wise, they got to a bowl game in Cal, I believe. But they won 13 games that year. And then he went to the Super Bowl with the Rams and you know a little pattern here with Jared Goff. But, I mean, when you have everything clicking with him, things are on fire, bro. The play-action pass, the, the accuracy. I mean, the throws he can make are, are pretty elite, bro. I mean, we see that all the time, but... When there's no defense, and when I see the Chargers put up 38, uh, it's... Again, they probably should have won, honestly. The Chargers should have won. Because, in general, they played a better game. In the first half, their red zone defense was... I mean, you can look at the the throws Justin Herbert was making, you know, amazing. Justin Herbert, probably on paper, did have a better game. But, in my opinion, Jared Goff was just the better quarterback in the moments needed. And got them the points that they needed when they needed them. But 
you know, the defense, they had a really good, stout red zone defense in the first half. We let them fucking score all over us. What you just said about Goff and um, Herbert, how, like, Goff played better when it mattered, but Herbert probably did have, you know, is the better quarterback, maybe. It's like, remember yesterday we were talking about Stroud and Burrow? Yeah. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. Like, no, I, Stroud I agree. Is in, Stroud is in the golf shoes, and then obviously Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, that's like the superstar, like, same thing. But I feel like with Stroud, he's a rookie, so he's trying yeah. to gain respect, right? Yeah. But with Goff, this he's is a guy... He's trying to earn respect, too, still, I think. This, yeah, no, 100%, but this is a guy, even in his rookie year, never had respect. Nope. Never. No, nope, never. No. He's never had respect, bro. He's always been looked at as a goofball. He's been in the top 100 twice. He only has three Pro Bowls. And he has a winning record in the postseason. He's had a Super Bowl appearance. He's won a conference championship. He's brought the Detroit Lions to a winning season, sending Aaron Rodgers home from a playoff so appearance. So Goff's only had two losing seasons in his career. We, we, the first one in... 0-7 oh, and, and the 313 and, and 1. Yeah. Because his, his second year, they won 11 games, and then they went to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. And then they I think they won 10 games the next year after the Super Bowl. Super Bowl slouch year. And then they went nine and seven, I think, his last year, or something. But well, I don't, was, he used a gone for four years. Four right? years, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. So then he went to the Lions, went three thirteen and one. Then so nine yeah, and eight. two losing seasons. Yeah, in an eight-year career. His win-loss record is what a quarterback stat is like. It's the most important. It's not bad. No, not it's, at all. It's not bad, and it's positive by a lot. I assume, right? I think it is. I don't know that I'm, for. I'm look that up. Look that up yeah. for 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 me real fast if you don't mind, and for the viewers. But it's definitely. Jimmy G esque, I think. I don't. I think better. Like I think. He, yeah, he's, he's he started more games for sure, but I'm just saying like that percentage wise. He's I, 61, 47, and one. So he has 14 more wins and losses. That's good. Like that's. I think you know finish out this. Daniel year. Jones. Oh God. No, no. Win loss record. Uh, Zach Wilson. 22, 37, and one. Oh my, oh my God. God. So he's minus 15. Zach Wilson, win-loss record. He is... This doesn't even say it. It's probably too embarrassed, bro. <laughs> doesn't He's 12-19. and 19 as, bro. Uh, That doesn't sound right, though. But it, that doesn't even yeah, sound yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound right. 12-19. Uh, um, 7 Yeah, yeah. But getting back into some of our defensive players here... <laughs> Um, Aline McNeil has had a very solid season for us. Um, 10 solo tackles, 21 total tackles with 11. He looks better, too. His yeah. body and overall as a player. Four sacks. Very wow. nice. Wow. Five TFLs, one pass deflection. Just playing his role in that D-line. Um, Aiden Hutchinson with the pick. Four pass deflections, four TFLs. He's not really lighting the stat sheet this year. Four and a half sacks, um, 26 total tackles. But you look at things like pressures, things like that, just of an impact that he makes, that's what jumps out That's what jumps out to you. It does. And if we... I'm, I don't know where the pressures are actually located on this, on ESPN. They have a strange tracker here. For the defense, yeah. Yeah, I think every stat tracker for the defense is strange. But I know he has he's second in the league behind Max Crosby and QB pressures. Wow. Um... But John Kaminsky's been showing up for us yeah, yeah. Um, when needed. And uh, Benito Jones has been playing well. Isaiah Bugs has had some rough plays here and there. When in, Josh Pascal is nice. He does his thing. 
second round pick uh, in Brad Holmes' second year with the team. So it's something I would... I mean, you know, rich of a pick. but you know. Rich, yeah. But he's a good backup and yeah. a good rotating piece. Need, yeah, I mean, you're not going to hit him every pick. But um, it's okay when round five is Malcolm Rodriguez and he's more, he more than lives that pick. The Aquara brothers, Romeo and Julian, mm-hmm. have been playing well for us as Romeo well. Romeo forward giant. Yeah, they've been playing well for us the past couple seasons when they've been here. I believe we got Romeo second after Julian, if I'm not really? mistaken. I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure we got. When did we get Romeo? I think 2020 or 2021. 2020, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was on the Giants. I remember that. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't bad for the Giants either. Maybe a guy. But he was never like a starter type. City. Good, good little pass rusher, you know? It's a vet that we yeah. gladly will accept because yeah, he's made not? some good yeah. plays. He has two sacks, I believe. Um, Jason Cabinda. I love him, bro. Jason Cabinda? Jason Cabinda. He's the a fullback. He's our fullback, stats. bro. He's a special teamer, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He, he's an all-out baller. Um, I don't think he has any receiving stats, if I'm not mistaken. Jason Cabinda. No, no receiving. Any rushing? One thing I noticed is Teddy Bridgewater. Two carries for negative two yards. When when did he have that? I don't remember actually. When did Bridgewater get carries for negative two yards? Just some fancy play calls. We have, we have more yards than him. Who? Me and you. Titan Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, we, we. Yeah. He has negative two rushing yards. We have zero. Yeah, we do have zero. <laughs> all of season. us. All all of us. We're doing better than Teddy Bridgewater rushing wise on the NFL. Yeah. Damn, that's fire. Jason Cabunda, one carry is zero. <laughs> yeah, bro. But he's a great blocker, yeah. bro. He is. Oh, you can ask him. He's, he's a character and he's a leader on the team. Um, <laughs> Riley Patterson's been really well kicking. Solid kicker, yeah. But Jack Fox, I think he's one of the best punters in the yeah. league. I mean, It's a well-rounded roster, really. Oh, yeah. Overall. Special Definitely teams. Definitely a suitable contender. And our special teams coordinator is from the Rams as well. And I think I John... I know... Uh, John, what's his name? John Fo- no, John Fossil's on the Cowboys. John Excuse Fossil. me. That's not him. But uh, I did want to ask you this before we wrap up this episode, Logs. What are your thoughts on the Lions going into Week 11 against the Chicago Bears? Easy dub. <laughs> Easy dub. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, no question. Well, there, this actually it's interesting because we play the Bears at Ford, one o'clock on Sunday, and then I believe it's a primetime game um, versus the Green Bay Packers at Ford Field. Also I, a dub. Yeah, I think that's a Thanksgiving game. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts going? Obviously, you said it's an easy dub, but. Starting out seven and two, give the audience your genuine perspective on the Detroit Lions going into Week Eleven. Uh, going into Week Eleven, I think this is a elite, elite top five team. They've, you watch our power rankings; they've been in the top that top six, that you know, top ten consistently. Oh, they, they definitely dropped. top ten. Like that, that top six, those top six teams have always kind of been locked in the whole. It's really top seven. Top seven, it's always been like. Niners, I, mean, I guess really it's been more about the Ravens coming up, but, you know, Lions, Chiefs, Eagles, Raiders, or not Raiders, Ravens, yeah. Dolphins, 49ers, Cowboys, like those, they've been, they've been, now Houston, now Houston's up there too, like, I, I won't say they're up there with those teams, but Jags have mixed in there a little bit here, they're, they're out of it after this week, but they're involved, they're in that same tier as those top seven, eight teams I just named, and they've been in it all year, they're seven and two now, right? seven and two. They're number two seed right now. Number two, and they're number one in the and north. I know you don't want that number one seed because you want them. Playing. I know, I, I know, I said that, but like, I know it's a great advantage of the rest I is. Yeah. I just don't want to be the Titans. Yeah. You know, I just don't want to come out and just get obliterated because this is the first appearance the Lions have had in a long time. 
a serious appearance if they do get there. And right now it's trending that they will. Yeah. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts on just genuinely the rest of the season going into the playoffs if they get there? It's uh, you gotta hope the Lions lose one, one, one or two more games and you guys keep winning. You gotta get that first seed. It's not too crazy if you don't get it. If you get the number two, okay, but. You gotta, you gotta fight for that number one seed. Gotta get that rest. Gotta get that home field advantage. Um, and if you guys bro, get Ford, that's what I'm saying. Ford like, Field, they'll be lit, bro. bro. And an NFC Championship, like they'll be lit, bro. Um, All oh, the city needs yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yo. Like, like Eminem's gonna be there. You know Eminem's gonna be there. Bro. Fucking uh, V's is gonna be there. I have chills. Fucking Babyface Ray is gonna be there. I've, fucking I've ch- fucking uh, Big uh, Sean. Big Sean's gonna be there. What's, what's his name? Baby Tron's gonna be there. Dude, who pop out? <laughs> fucking freestyle halftime. Right, bro, bro. Bring all them. Bring all them out, bro. Like a little five minute. I don't know. The bro. city needs it. That's what I'm saying. It's like if they, they can get that first seat, I think it's a Super Bowl win. Hopefully, we'll probably against, maybe against the Chiefs again with Kelsey with Chris Jones. Are you, are you betting on the Lions just slightly? I can't. Right, I can't right now cause, for the NFC because right now the NFC is going through Philly, and I think if they if Philly gets the first seed, it's going through. If they're going to go to the Super Bowl with the way they're playing right now, they're, they're the number one team in the NFL. And you don't think there's a slight chance if the Lions go to Philly? They can. I'm not gonna say they. I don't want to hurt my. I'm mom. not gonna say they can't. I'm not gonna say yeah. they can't, but because anything is possible, but it's gonna be a lot harder in Philly. Mm. Than it would than it would be vice versa. Oh, hundred percent, one thousand percent. Philly. I, I, I'm saying violent. like Philly in 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 Detroit. Philly. Oh, Philly in Detroit. I you, think Philly could win that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, okay. You don't think it's like okay? So you don't I think, think the advantage of Ford is as significant yeah, as sure. Eagles advantage Absolutely. of Lincoln? Because it's gonna be outside. It's gonna be cold. Oh, as fuck. Freezing, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, but Jared plays well out. You know, he's he does, you know he's he out does. there. You know, he beat Lamb. You know, with Lambo did his thing. But I think. You're right, though. I think that's a scary situation if Lions have to keep I, I won't call it scary. I just think it's just another bump in the road. It, it, it is. It's suitable because it's something they'll have to go through. That's an obstacle, bro. It is. It's a huge obstacle. But if, if they if they can overcome that, they've got to go on with suitable. But also the Cowboys. Like, yeah. we can't They not, might have to play them in the divisional round or something like that. We can't not talk about them. No. The, the Cowboys are fucking... I don't know how you feel about Dak. And I know Dak is kind of like... Thrown under the bus, Dude, but he's been having some good wh- fucking where weeks. Where have they been for me in the whole season? I, top five. Yeah. Top five all year. Cowboys are a scary team, and it's just crazy that it sucks that they're in division with the Eagles. It does. It's the Cowboys, this is going from a Giants fan. The Cowboys are a good fucking team. Like, <laughs> I can see them, I can see, I could easily see them going Super Bowl this year. I'm not going right. to say they will, but. Even at their best, they couldn't beat Philly. They're not, yeah. They're but, right up there with them. But they but they are in productive right in terms of with them. You also have to look at their schedule and be like, okay, they're like the Dolphins. Yeah. They have not they've kind of inflated a little bit. Beat the Giants twice by 98 to 17. Was it 89? Yeah. Okay, that's that's oh god. Uh, yeah. Uh we could you know what? We're going to save Giants content. We're, we'll talk about them obviously every week in the NFL recap episode and stuff like that, but I want to do a Post 2023 season Giants episode. Yeah, we ain't doing an episode the rest of the season. Well, no, absolutely the fuck not. I, I just want to see until after. I want to see how fucking funny it would be. Oh, it's gonna be awful. You, no, you're gonna tear. Like I already know you're gonna tear them to shreds. Mm-hmm. But I just think it would be a good episode to get out there. You know, just gonna make fun of them. You know, <laughs> we have to talk about Danny DeVito. Hopefully, by uh, that time we have the number one pick and Kay- I guess say Caleb Williams at, uh, until the draft. Well, honestly, if you get Caleb Williams and he just does what CJ does, bro, like dude, Jesus, bro, it's gonna be. Caleb or Drake, I'm happy with both. True. Drake May is going to be a discussion. Yeah. But That's a discussion in itself, Drake, Caleb or Drake. What do you think, I guess, you, the chances of at least a playoff win 
the Lions have this year. We're gonna we're gonna keep this episode and have receipts on these guesses here. Fence, uh, who they play? So let's say the number two seed, right? They'll play the number six seed. So let's look. Let's look at the playoff race right now. I think the picture is actually actually up because it's it's, be. it's post ten, it's post week ten, bro. Yeah. I mean that has to be out. The standings are probably a little spotty with some of the divisions, but I mean genuinely we should know what caliber team that six seed is going to be. Is it going to be a team like I don't know? Do you think the Saints? The the, the the fucking Falcons, maybe? Right bro? now, it's... Let's see, where's the NFC? There it is. Because those two teams in bot... Two, Ooh. Who? Dallas. Da- Ooh. How is Dallas at six, bro? Because New Orleans is number four because they have the division. Bro, no way, bro. Because of the division, and then Seattle's five cause at, at six and three as well. Yo. And then seven's Minnesota. Like, Minnesota's good. Like, with, even with Josh Dott. Ooh, the NFC's looking kind of scary. It's it's been it's a very gritty conference. But it doesn't look as flashy as the AFC. But no, it's never it's never gonna be as flashy as the AFC, bro. But AFC is more interesting, honestly. Oh gosh, it's gonna be interesting, bro. What do you think the chances are based they on beat what you Dallas? Said? If it goes in like this and they beat oh they play Dallas, Ugh. well they're gonna have the higher seed, so they'll help home field. Yeah, 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 for so sure. So do you think Dallas at Ford has a chance? Do you think Dak Does Dallas have a chance? Yeah, yeah, no question. Do you think for Dak? Sure. Do you think they'll put up, you know, Dak-like numbers, you know, like the, the Philly game, but they'll fall short? I think that'll, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's what'll wind up happening, if that is the scenario? Yeah. Because I want to get some guesses out there that we can kind of refer no, back yeah. to type shit. If they play Seattle, I think Detroit will beat them this time around. They lost the first game. If they play in Minnesota, they'll beat Minnesota. But if it was Dallas, uh, this, uh, it, I, I can't, like, I can't say for sure. Like, I, I'll, I'll say Detroit will win, but... Can Dallas, it'll be like, can Dallas finally break that trend? I, I think it's, not that it's bound to happen, but they, they gotta get one at some point, right? Because if They gotta go on a run at some point. Because that's the matchup of low-key, like, two teams that really need, need it. it more than anyone, low-key. Like, literally more than anyone, potentially in the playoffs. Man, you know, if the Texans make it, fine, cool. They got there with CJ in his rookie year. That's Maybe a cheap Lamar, so, but Ravens. Yeah, that's what, yeah. But the Dallas Cowboys are, are on a drought. And the Detroit Lions haven't won anything meaningful in sixty, yeah. like ever, like ever, bro, like ever, like they, this, this is a yeah. legit shot. It's two like mirror teams, or not mirror teams, but like you know what I mean. You know like what I'm mirrored like, scenarios yeah. for them and their culture and their history. Wow, that's low key like a discussion. That might be the real Super Bowl. I mean, who knows? It might be fucking Eagles Chiefs again. It might be a great game. I mean, if it's but all then, like also think about the Forty ers If anything, you play them in a championship. That's what that would be. And the Niners are no slouch, bro. But, like, just the path to the conference championship for the NFC is it's disgusting, tough. bro. It's tough. Like, because the there's, Vikings could go on a run. It's like there's more good teams in the AFC, but the top-tier talent in the NFC is so good. Like, like oh, yeah. the Eagles, Detroit, San Fran, Dallas, Seattle. Like, those are two. Oh, I mean, those are all and good Seattle teams. Seattle beat Detroit, Seattle's bro. more, like, out of that range. But, they, like I said, they beat Detroit. They they're 6-3 right now. Bro, and, and they're no slouch. They're winning no, in no. that division. And they're... You know, putting up good fights, but they have Five had one in the conference. I will say this: they've had those games where it's like, "What the fuck yeah. is Geno doing?" So it's still the Lions. I agree, but it was more of the fact like it's the Ravens. Both against the Ravens. True. That's a, more, I think that's a testament to the Ravens' defense. As yeah, well, though. the de- the defense for the elite, Ravens is elite. elite. But I think the Seattle Seahawks game genuinely came down to what happened in LA, but our offense was able to win at that time. Yeah. Um, but genuinely, 
I'm trusting Jared in a playoff game over Geno Smith if no, they come, yeah, if no they question. match up. No question. But I think the Seattle Seahawks, the Especially biggest this year. The, the biggest question is Geno Smith there. You know? He's having a rough year. He is. Statistically. He played better, I think, a little bit last week, but he's, he's having a rough year. The week he's, before that, bro, was rough. He, uh, he wrote back this year, I think. Yeah, he did write back a little bit. And I think it's just, like you said, bro, you talked about this before the season, um, the, the season started. And it really, you, you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head. The defenses got better, but the offenses are stuttering because obviously defensive um, you know, coordinators have tape. And, you Offensive know, line plays at a fucking all-time low, yeah. and I think it came down to not only are big schools kind of you know maybe lacking in talent, but you know it also comes down to maybe development from some of these it, coaches. No, and also another thing is look how like athletic these defensive linemen are coming out now. Like yeah, look at fucking Micah Parsons, Kayvon Thibodeau, Kayvon Hutch. Max, I mean, Max probably is a little, little bit later on. Like, but he's still, like, bro, look at him, bro. Um, the, the guy, uh, Jalen Carter, and the, uh, the other guy from Georgia the Eagles got. Nolan Smith, like, fucking, um, uh, the guy the Ravens got. Adafeo Owe, like, he ran a 4-3. Broquan like, Swift. Broquan, like, like, look at all these guys. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase, Chase Young, Young yeah, Monta like, Sweat, Dante, uh, so Dante Payne. Like Dexter Lawrence, Deron Payne, Quinn Williams. The like, defensive tackles are as versatile so sometimes many, as the edge like, rushers. So many like athletic, elite, big guys. Like you don't see as many. You see, you see some athletic fucking offensive linemen, but you don't see a guard like even Ali McNeil. Like look at him. He's slimmed down because yeah, he had to. He's for fucking his, big as shit. Because like, like the good thing, you 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 hit the nail on the head, Loki, right there. You were talking about the versatility of some of these de- like the inner defensive tackles and just their versatility in general, but they have to. So some of their hand moves and power moves and just overall like rush ability is up to par because running backs are smaller and faster now. So you have to be able to squeeze through the gaps. You have to be able to be good with your technique and, and hands. take up space. Oh yeah. But like not with your body weight, but with your actual wingspan your presence, use your strength, but just your presence. You True. know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Donald, like if he's, Getting triple team, that's that's his presence. Like yeah. Dexter, like their presence is just being able you to be a, scheme around it, you know? Be a distraction. Yeah. True. But like keeping it on topic with the Lions, just talking about this past game, this most recent, yeah. you know, game here, they generated no sacks. Neither team yeah. generated no sack. There so the O line play on either side was fantastic, but overall defensively there was no ball played. But you yeah. know, is that something that potentially is scary that could going be into, heel. to you know going into the Bears? Because I don't think the, the Lions have a good defense. It's it's a solid defense, but I don't think it's, I, I wouldn't call it a good defense in my opinion. I think we have good players. I, I think it's it's better than some defenses, but I, I won't run home and say. I'm not saying it's bottom twelve. No, I'm saying I, it's. 16 ish. It's middle of the pack for sure. Yeah, I was going to say 15 ish, yeah. 16, Something 17. Like that, yeah. Um, but I mainly think that it's from our back end. Mainly more than anything. It's not because of Tracy Walker or Kirby Joseph. I'm not blaming them. But I think it is Cam Sutters. Yeah. I think it is a little bit of Jerry Jacobs. I know he has three picks. And but... I know you guys have a lot of depth in the edge room, but I think there's a little more juice, a little more like one of those athletic guys. Like, and bringing up that edge rusher position, they did just sign Bruce Irvin, yeah, a veteran right. from the Seahawks, former Seahawk. Maybe, so, but maybe spending another first round pick or second round pick on it because they're gonna have a late first round pick this year. Yeah, and that's kind of like that, like where a uh, you know edge rushers go that you know need a little bit of refinement but have talent. You know, I look. You think they actually have another first round from the Rams? From the Rams? No way. They got three. 
No way. Yeah. I'm mean? pretty sure. That would be that would be nuts. I, I'm fairly certain, or it might be a second, like a high second round pick. But like either way, I'll nuts. bro, I'll take a high second round edge rusher as well. Just yeah. take oh, two yeah. back to back, if yeah. anything, bro. Like fuck it, bro. Help Hutch out, get some high effort, more more motor esque players in there. And you'll see the production increase. But, like, you're right, though. Like, we are struggling on defense. That's a good point. Um, especially, again, okay. like, we're, like, Hutch has good stats, but we're not showing that production against the pass. I feel like he's your only elite talent on the defense, honestly. Uh, like, I, I want to say Kirby Joseph, too, though. Like, I, I think he's a cent, like, I know he's a six-round draft pick, bro. He is a good player. I wouldn't call him elite. Though. I, but I think he can be an elite safety. I think he can be. I re- like. I'm gonna. That might be my bold take of this episode. I really do believe because after what I saw, that interception off Justin Herbert, bro. If you, I want you to go watch that real quick and just give a live reaction. That is elite body control. That is ball hawk. Illinois, I, 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 I think Illinois, it's from yeah. Illinois. That's that's where what, Devon Witherspoon just came from, and uh, Javarius Martin. Like they, they're and he went, from there. He went late because of his size, but he has every fucking attribute with football IQ, ball handling skills as well. He's a great communicator, and he's an electrifying player. He's very fun, very hard hitting. He has a lot of effort. He commits, and I, I you know, he's one of my favorite players actually to tell you the truth in the NFL right now. I'm watching it right now. So shout out to Kirby Joseph, bro. You know, and, and that that's an elite pick, bro. That's a sauce pick, bro. That's a sauce pick. Errant throw, but like way to get way to like like keep bro, his head in a swivel, you know. One hundred percent. That's a that's an out of bounds throw nine times out of ten. Yeah, it was you definitely know? like an errant throw. Like he was trying to get it get it out of bounds, but good good heads up play for sure. Like that that's a play. Break off remember. the receiver. Good pressure. Good blitz. Yeah, that was a good play. And you just got it like that's his. He had two against Aaron Rodgers last year, yeah. and now Justin Herbert. And then we had Jerry. Uh, excuse me. We had Brian Branch pick off pick six Patrick Mahomes in his first game. Jerry Jacobs has three picks this year. He does blow a little bit of man coverage a little bit. He's better in zone, but it's mainly because I think we lack one thing with our corners. And you know, speaking of that one thing, the two guys that we brought in are both out on injury. Emmanuel Mosley is a large corner. He's very like he's kind of an enforcer as well in his own way. He's got length. He has that physicality. C.J. Gardner Johnson, same thing. He has that physicality, that dog-like mentality. Cam Sutton is not not like that. He's not. Will Harris, n- no. He's been with us for a while. Been that plug-and-play guy, but he's not that leading cornerback. He's not a starting corner. He's not. I'm, I'm not trying to shit on Will Harris, but he's not. Jerry Jacobs, to tell you the truth. <laughs> is not even a starting corner either. He gets picks, he makes good plays, he's a fun player to watch, hard hitter, high effort, but he lacks some of those attributes that you really like to see. Like with length, he's a little bit more of a bulky guy rather than, you know, that traditional lengthy corner like that Emmanuel Forbes prototype, you know, or player arc, you know, archetype, excuse me. But I, I just think you're right though. I mean, we do lack the defense and I think that might be our Achilles heel, but what I saw against the Chargers that we... You know, we struggled to do the past two years. But, you know, towards the tail end of last year, we saw it working. We were able to get those necessary stops when needed, slow down the offense when needed, so that our offense could win us the game. That's the formula. Let the run game explode. Let Jared Goff thrive in the play action. Make the smart throws to safety valves like Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown, and making those big throws to Josh Reynolds and hopefully... Jameson Williams in the near future. But our defense 
absolutely needs to step up 1,000%. So, real quick, I just saw this interesting tweet. Um, it, was on, it was on Pat McAfee's show. You know, take it with a grain of salt, but Dan Orlovsky, Dan Orlovsky said he's heard that Bill Belichick will be the coach slash GM for another team next season, and that he's heard the location has already been determined. I'm thinking the Giants. <laughs> to me, that makes sense. Dude, if you predicted that, bro. Dude, to me, that makes sense. Like, he's going to be the It's going to be Giants or Raiders. And... Giants or Raiders. So, Dayball's out? I mean, I mean to get Belichick, yeah, right? Like, you got to let him... But then he's the head coach and GM. That's what he is now. And you see how that's going for him. But maybe he just wants a fresh start. Maybe it's Kraft. It's that or like, the Raiders. No. It's the Giants or the Raiders. Because so, the Raiders don't have a head coach or GM right now. That's very it's interesting. Or the Giants just get rid of Dayball and Shade and bring in Belichick. This is literally nearly 1 a.m. I know. Uh, about to be... <laughs> this tweet was 10 hours ago. You know, so... But that's 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 cool. Interesting. That, that's interesting. interesting to talk about because that could shift up a lot. The Patriots are definitely going to be poverty for a long time. They have a lot to figure out. But again, that's all stuff could we'll be get cap. At. Yeah, it could be cap. But definitely stuff we'll talk about on the recap episode for sure. Um, if you guys are interested in more NFL coverage and content, make sure you do follow our social media platforms. If you tuned in this long, you're a G. Greatly appreciated. Hopefully you enjoyed this Detroit Lions NFL coverage post-week 10 going into week 11. I do believe that we're going to take the W over the Bears at Ford Field. Oh, yeah. Most likely, uh, I'm going to guess the score here, and you can do the same. I'm going to go 28-14. to 14. I'll say I was like 30, I was thinking like 34, 35, 37 to 13. 30, okay, so over 30 points from the line. 12, four field goals. Okay, so just let's do some guesses on player performances real quick. What Justin you, Fields, uh, 160 yards, three picks. Oh, God. 10 really? carries, 50, 60 yards. Do you think our defense bounces back this game a little bit? It's Justin Fields. True, true. But at the same time... This is the game to do it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it is. It definitely is the game to do it. What about on offense? What do you think's coming out of there? On Monroe, touchdown, maybe two. Laporta, touchdown, maybe two. Do you think this is a Goff, game... Goff, four touchdown. Or maybe Goff, like... Maybe Goff has, like, one touchdown, two touchdowns, and David Montgomery has, like, three. Ah, uh, revenge game for David Montgomery. Yeah. I'm going to ride his... Uh, his bandwagon there and say he genuinely gets maybe two touchdowns this game, maybe 14, I said 12 points technically from mm-hmm. David Montgomery. But I'm going to actually say that um, Amon Ra gets one for sure. David Montgomery gets one. Jameer Gibbs gets maybe. one. And I think that Four. Jamison Williams has a, has a, has a big game. Hopefully. I, I think, I hope so. I think this is my take on him real quick. He's got to gamble on himself. He does. <laughs> but I think if we don't, yeah, literally. Okay, you just say, he's like, he does? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he I, he does need to just place a little prize pick bet. His, on his entire game check, just place it on him. Like, yeah. like over, over receiving yards, and over if, touchdowns, and if you're listening over to this, catches. If you're listening to this, do the same. Place your entire check on James <laughs> <laughs> Right now. Like, your entire check right now. But, no, deadass, though. I think, the, so in all seriousness, this is my take. Besides the take of... Uh, what was my big take earlier, bro? Alex Magoo starting and winning every game he does? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the one. Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph being a, a lead safety sometime in the near future. Take take my words on well, that. Alex Magoo one. Alex Magoo <laughs> for sure, Hall of Famer in the NFL as well. Keep your fucking ears and eyes open for that. Okay, you listen to me? You listen to me out there, GMs? Fuck you. Start Alex Magoo. <laughs> All right? You know, get that guy, get that guy, get the guy on the field. Proven winner. This bro, two time US two time proven US winner. Champion. Back to back. 
Bill, Bill uh, or Brian Dable, Joe Shane, call up. I, I don't care the trade deadline's passed. I don't care. Call up Gudukuns, uh, Gu- 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 Brian, yeah, that's yeah. his name, the, the yeah. Packers team, be like, hey, cut this guy right now. I will cut Saquon. Oh! You get Saquon. Somehow we'll just finagle it. So you get Saquon through the waiver wire. Yes. We get Magoo. We st- and, and you know what? We'll throw you Danny DeVito too. <laughs> yeah, you need to just be thrown out of the way, bro. <laughs> I don't care. This Jersey native group seven miles from the stadium. I don't care. Yeah. You take Danny DeVito, and we get Alex, Alex Magoo, bro. And he's gonna win. You got like he'll ruin the first round. We're gonna sneak into the playoffs. Ooh. At, let's see. We're two and eight now. So we're gonna be nine, nine and, eight. and eight. We're gonna bro. sneak in seventh seed. Yes. Steam. Oh no, the Lions wouldn't play the Eagles. Uh, or, or, or the, the Lions would be playing the Vikings. I mixed it up because yeah, that's who it would be. So the Cowboys. So the Vikings mixed it up. That's so, so, so scary. So, so that's who it would be. So the, so the Giants would be at seven. So like, we play the Eagles or the, or the Lions. So the Lions we, lose. We would go to Ford. Yeah. Alfred Magoo just like comes on the logo in the middle of the field. Yeah, literally, bro. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, bro. Pre-jacketed. And then, then it'll be. Eagles after they after we beat him twice in in, in the season with Alfred Magoo, and then he just does it again, just like, <laughs> and then goes to, goes to the Super Bowl. I feel like we say this every NFL episode, but you know, then Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes, easy, easy work, yeah, easy work, easy triples work. his yards, easy, bro. Alex Magoo, Super Bowl MVP, all mega million con like like. Ten-year, six hundred million-dollar contract extension. Absolutely. Or just give him a billion. Fuck it, dude. Make him a billion-dollar man. Just sell him the team. Like, just give him the team. <laughs> Not even sell. Just give him the team. Like he's the owner now. <laughs> he's everything about the John clients. Mara. Just go retire. <laughs> I know you know you're, 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 you haven't worked a day in your life probably, but just <laughs> yeah. just hand the keys out. <laughs> Alex Magoo for fucking president, bro. Yeah. That's like that's literally he's king. King. He's him <laughs> of Earth, dude. He, dude, he's gonna listen to this and be like. Man, these guys are gay, bro. Like these guys. <laughs> bro, for Alex McGill, I mean, you know, probably, you know. But um, uh, transitioning into a shout-out from, uh, you know, Dave Abel, a close friend of the show, you know, family, good guy. Um, and also shout-out to Danny Abel, also a close friend of the show, brother. But uh, he played with Cole Strange. Yeah, yeah. Caden um, showed me that today. You know, it's actually really cool. Dave actually has a picture of Danny playing, you know, kind of Pop Warner-esque football with him. And, you know, they actually have a bunch of, uh, at least Dave does, have a bunch of his rookie cards just to kind of show some love. Just really cool. Shout out to that. Shout out to Dave for that little kind of cool, like, little insider there. You know, this is why we love the NFL. It's still all connected to us somehow, mm-hmm. some way, some shape, and some form. Um, but definitely hope that the Lions continue on their path. You know, and like you said, this is the game to kind of continue the role. We have two easy games at Ford Field, two easy divisional games at Ford Field, in all honesty, the Bears and the Packers. You never know. You never know. Both trap games, for sure. Two games you should win, though. Two games that we should win, but two games that this is our time to, like, use this as, you know, let's get the momentum going. Let's show the world that they're the momentum. serious. Keep the momentum going. Honestly... With the fact that, like, the reason why I don't say the traditional things I would with a team with this particular team is because this team has never had a fucking thing ever. So, like, they're still very unproven. Even at 7-2, and two, give them credit, all the credit you deserve, but this team has a narrative still to shake, mm-hmm. and they have a lot to prove still in clutch moments, and I still need to see. If we can win these next two in a row, go 9-2, and two, I, I'm... Yeah, 9-2. Uh, bro, I'm... 
Oh, I, I, I'm ecstatic. The city's on fire, bro. I mean... It already is. It already is, trust me. But uh, you can't be anything but happy for this team if you're a football fan. They've never had a fucking thing. I just want to see Babyface Ray, V's, and Babytron uh, record or uh, halftime performance in the NCAA Championship. Babytron's going to do a Mazeltron and bring out BLP Kosher. And V's is going to do Get Off My Dick. Ooh. <laughs> Get off my day a little bit. <laughs> and literally the Lions are going to come out in like the second half and put up 85 points. Uh-huh. Because of that. And then Eminem is going to sing rap, or he's going to rap rap God. Just because. Just because he, he can. <laughs> yes, that, that's that's going to ignite it all, really. Dude, Ford, dude, Ford Field is going to be completely sold. And then Big Sean can do, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't, fuck, fuck, I don't, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, but he, he's like walking. The, he's like walking the Eagle sideline. I don't fuck with. You. Goes up to Jalen Hurts, starts screaming in his face, like, and Jalen's like, "Bro, get away from me!" AJ Brown and then Jalen Lane, Carter, dude, Lane Johnson, Jalen Carter just like kills him. Dude, Lane Johnson just picks him up and throws him ten yards, and he's like, "I don't give a fuck!" Like midair, like, <laughs> and then Eminem's like, "Oh, you're my boy!" <laughs> like. Because he signed him, and like after like three years, he fell off. But it's all good. Yeah, he had his run though. He's still he's still respected. Yeah, no, respected. But dude, like, and he's an anime guy. I gotta love him. Respected. Yeah. He's, he's respect one of the him. he's one of the boys. I love that him album. And Janae. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. But genuinely, like, he did fall off. Oh though. yeah. Like, I don't really make music with that anymore though. Facts. I don't, I don't. I haven't seen any projects drop. Definitely getting off topic here, but you know, the city <laughs> of Detroit would be ecstatic if this team continued on this momentum. You heard our guesses and predictions and takes. Keep our receipts. Follow our social media accounts at Tea Time Reports. It's greatly appreciated. We have a bunch of YouTube stuff coming out, and just you know, make sure you you know show the love and support. It is greatly appreciated. If you still stay tuned, stay tuned all the way through this. You know, Logs and I greatly appreciate it. So uh, everyone out there listening in from Brussels to Johannesburg to fucking Greece, we greatly appreciate you and thank you so much for the best month we've ever had with the show. It's uh, showing, and we're just gonna keep getting better. So take care, everyone. This is Trevor and Logan with Tea Time Reports. Taking off. Peace.